Supporting Scotland this summer. The station of the Tartan Army. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. A fairly flat atmosphere here at Scotland HQ down at Drygate Brewery. A flat atmosphere at Hampden Park. A flat atmosphere in homes and pubs across the country because Scotland's Euro journey is over. It finished at Hampden. Croatia 3, Scotland 1. They go through. We go out. We knew the script. We had to win the game tonight. At half-time, it was looking OK. We had scored our first goal of the tournament and a wonderful goal it was through Callum McGregor. But a poor second-half performance. Moments of brilliance from Croatia leaves us yet again a familiar story for fans of a certain age younger fans might just have been happy to experience it for the first time but for fans of a certain age failing to get out of the group stages at a major tournament is an all too familiar story what did you make of it tonight what did you make of the tournament overall can you find any any pride in being there any positives for what we did or is it all about where it went wrong and what we didn't do as i'm sure many of you will be angry and disappointed mark wilson gordon biel colin hendry who knows what the players are going through and Hugh Keevans it's 01419511025 so let's not hang about let's bring in Ian who's in Blantyre how are you feeling after that Ian? Oh deflated that's how I'm feeling I'm absolutely disappointed as well and deflated and that's mainly my, my two feelings because it's Steve, Steve Clark is too late in making substitutions he should, have, he should have brought Nathan Patterson and the boys to Hibs on earlier he should have brought you two on a lot a lot earlier in the 80th minute, I was really, really disappointed and frustrated as well because there's a lot of, the, a lot of their chances. They missed a phone call earlier on today with the RNIB. They phoned, they phoned me up every Tuesday and we all, we all got, you know, Mac and all these people, we all just have a chat about what we think's happening. And, but, then, but the mood was a lot different at Faye just now than earlier on. It was absolutely... We were, Full of hope earlier on, optimism, and but now we're all flat. We're always flat as, pan, as pancakes. So yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine, Ian. I think we're all the same, feeling pretty deflated, pretty flat in terms of tonight. The the anger, the frustration, Hugh. I think Ian will be the first of many to say we were too late in making changes. Without doubt, uh, two one is the time to make the changes. Uh, once you're into 3 1, forget it. Nothing's going to happen then. You're not going to score three goals to remain in the tournament. We are an endless source of bewilderment. And it's skipped a generation, and now we are a source of bewilderment to a younger generation. When Colin and the other players went from 74 to 98, highs and lows, agonies and ecstasies and we still didn't qualify for the knockout stages. We thought that after the gap of 23 years that this group of players might be the one to end that kind of bewildering form. But we've played two games at Hamden and we've lost five goals in those two games. You'll never get anywhere with that kind of defensive leakage. We've had one night that's now like a mirage at Wembley where we were really great but still couldn't score a goal and so it ends as so many other tournaments have ended a series of questions more questions than we have answers for I'm going to turn on that one Mark because it's it's the poetic line to go down you know we always do this but it's been 23 years and as Hugh mentions none of the half of these guys weren't born we, we made it back to the tournament so 
the, the relevance of it all is is probably not very high in terms of what happened at this tournament as Hugh says how's this for a combination we let in too many goals and we didn't take our chances at the other end I don't mean to oversimplify it but yeah well when you take away the emotion uh, of it all the adrenaline after the game you know you have to sit down and actually analyse how the tournament went and that's as simple as it gets Gordon when you go back to the Czech Republic game and the big opportunities we had we didn't take um, the goals we let in okay if, if we'd scored the goals that we've conceded would be lauding our, our, our midfielders and our strikers for quality goals but the truth is you need to find a way of stopping that so the performance at Wembley yes it was great we did our job but again we missed chances that could have been so much more than the one point and tonight you know we, we cut our own throat a bit uh, in terms of at both ends of the pitch where you know we don't score to put ourselves ahead and that was the big thing I always thought about tonight putting ourselves ahead would have change the full feel of the game put us in a totally different mindset and position and as soon as you lose a goal with the pressure that was already on your shoulders you could see we were rattled we did well to get back in it but the second 45 minutes just felt that We've we were almost waiting back. and Croatia scoring that's what it felt like so yeah Steve Clark will analyse it and he'll, he'll you'll quite blatantly see where we went wrong we've at chased both ends. The, we've chased the tournament because not once in the t especially the two games at Hamden and I'm not getting carried away because you're playing against two real top quality sides but we never gave ourselves the opportunity of that comfort of scoring the first goal and guys that have played this game and watched this game will tell you, even as a supporter, it makes such a such a difference to you. We never gave ourselves in this tournament that opportunity. We can load on the fact of England's game. I say that that's probably the easiest game because we were massive underdogs. The pressure was Monday and tonight, and unfortunately we've lost the five goals. If we take tonight in the isolation, and we have to, because everything was about tonight. We win, we go through. They win, they go through. It's the scale of the failure that is perplexing for me because in the final analysis, the second 45 minutes, we had nothing left to give. Mm. We, we, we got to 2-1 and you're thinking, right, go on then. Take any option you like because we are now in the last chance saloon. Put anybody on you like because we need two goals and nothing happened and then at 3-1 the substitutions yeah. came along it, it's perplexing yeah but I mean John McGinn's chance in the second half which was huge Colin Ian's on the line I think he was speaking on behalf of a lot of people about the timing of the substitutions let's remind ourselves so Modric scores that wonderful goal on 62 minutes we then go 3-1 behind on 77 so in, mm -hmm. in the 15 minutes in between we said it at 70 minutes we said at 70 minutes we need something more offensive, so we bring on Patterson, take off O'Donnell, put him, and he, he's got his recovery. He's got 20 minutes to bust. He's got 20 minutes. You can bring McTominay out the back, put him in the middle of the park. You can do anything there. But what, I, what shocks me a little bit is that that should have all been pre-planned to, to, to a degree. If, all right, so if we're doing 2 1, right, if we're doing 2 1, right, and if we're not playing well or we're not looking like uh, getting chances, do this, do that. Straight away, straight away. But no, we'll wait to 3 1. And yeah. then we'll make the shot, and then it's, it's gone. It was completely stage, gone. Colin, at one stage, it was a, a, a close up of John Carver, Stephen Reed, yes, that's right. and <laughs> Steve Clark. 
standing there discussing uh, you know, it, it was words when we needed action yeah yeah, hugely disappointing, as Ian says. Let's bring in Paul and Falkirk. How are you feeling, Paul? Hi, guys. Um, I'm disappointed. Of course I am. But I'm also very proud of the team. Um, it's easy to be very critical right now, but do you know what? For the first time in 23 years, we've qualified. Um, we had a hard group. I think we fell into the trap and maybe thinking, you know, we'll win the first game, but the Czechs are a good team. We went into Wembley. We didn't let them beat us. They didn't score against us. And then we fell into the trap again of thinking, Croatia, we just need a win of hand in. We didn't get it. We were outclassed tonight. We were outdone tonight. But do you know what? Somebody said earlier, I think it might have been yourself, that said um, it's as simple as that. But the simple thing is we took it to the last 45 minutes of our qualification group for the first time in 23 years. The thing that disappointed me, it wasn't what you said about making substitutions at 2-1 down. They were favouring our right-hand side. And when it was one each, I would have liked us to have been braver at that point. And I'm not, I'm not having a go at the manager, I'm not having a go at the players. But at that point, I would have loved to have seen Patterson and Forrester Fraser come on down the right for O'Donnell and maybe one of the strikers, Dykes or Adams, and just give them something else to think about other, other than the left-hand side. Have a go at them down the right. But at the end of the day, guys, Croatia are a class team. We were undoubt, uh, undone by a class goal for Modric. But you won't hear this enough tonight. We were there. We've done it. Burley's no longer our last goal scorer. I'm a proud Scotsman. We've got a young team. We've got a good squad to look forward to the future. That has to be the, the underlying achievement of the last 12 to 18 months. We've a future again. Let's not forget that. Yeah, I get that, Paul. And listen, we were all delighted when we qualified. And it is the first time. And a whole generation of kids will have seen it. And if you're talking one step at a time, we've gone from not being there to being there. So obviously, that, that there, is, there, is, there are positives in that. However, talk about taking it to the last 45 minutes. Is it not easy to take it to the last 45 minutes when three teams can qualify out the group? You I know, mean, taking it to the last 45 minutes, it seems like a bit of a lukewarm achievement, does it not? Well, I said that. I said that at one each. I would have liked to have, to be, to have been braver at that point and, and bring on Patterson and either Forrest or Fraser to give them something else to think about. You know, we you didn't Paul, do that. Paul, you're generous. You're magnanimous. Uh, you're right about uh, taking too long to make the substitutions. But the bottom line is no one is going to reflect on Euro 2020 for Scotland and say, do you know what? We got there. Mm. Because that's ultimately not going yeah. to be enough. Yeah, I mean, listen, the truth will always be in the middle. Everybody's hurt at the moment. Everybody's hurting. And to turn around and say, oh, well, at least we got there, is a bit of a loser's mentality. Yeah. It's, it's never going to get us anywhere. However, ov obviously, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I think I'm stating all what's essentially a fact here. If you go from not getting to the tournament to getting there, it's, it's, obvious, it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, you progress. couldn't argue that. But Colin... I mean, you guys have been there, you know, just, as, certainly as players, you guys are wanting to win football matches and do things. Those players won't, right now, won't be sitting, oh, well, at least we oh, got listen, here. listen, we're just flat. We're, just, we're, we're right down the bottom there. There's nothing bringing me round from being in that pitch tonight for several days or weeks. Simple as that. Even, even weeks. 
you know, I mean, I've got to go back. I've got to go back to England in a few days, yeah. and I've got to and take all the stick for them. And it's like, it's no, it's yes, we were very delighted. We were over the moon to qualify, and you know, the night beating Serbia and getting into it, and even Friday night coming through that with the momentum off the back of that game, got into this game tonight. So you know, positive, very positive, confident. Yeah, I mean, this team's given us more moments over the last couple of months than we've had, really, in 23 years, but not enough, not enough moments to keep us warm right now. No, but listen, we have to be realistic. One step at a time, yes, we all wanted more when we were here. Paul actually said it. See, when you looked at that group when it was drawn and looked how difficult that was, you know, the World Cup finalists, England, who are tipped to win it, and Czech Republic, OK, who we took on, we, we possibly should have maybe got the better of, but listen, it was in the balance. It's a difficult group, and we're saying this, this is a young group for the future. OK, we've made this step. Yes, we're hugely disappointed that we didn't get... But what, what is the expectations? To get to the last 16, are we really one of the, yes. the, the, the top yeah, 16 teams? Are you, tell, are we, are you fire, telling me we fire. can't qualify are you telling, are you telling two, me right now, two games at home? Are you telling me right now we are one of the 16 best teams in Europe? Are you telling me Wales are? Just look, yes. at, look at the teams that qualify in yeah, this competition. Um, Wales. Wales. Wales are better than us. I don't know if they're having that. How can you not say they're not? No, they obviously are. But, and they've proved it at big tournaments and they've proved it again. Yeah, so how can you be sitting here saying Wales aren't better than us? Well, hold on. We, forget about Wales for a second, but you've got to aim high. You can't just turn up at every I'm, tournament I'm, listen, and say, uh, well, oh, well, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not saying through. that, but what I'm saying is the time where the sniping will come uh, against a young squad who it's we hope can qualify for the next tournaments. Listen, see, to be accurate though, it's, it's not that young a squad. It's, it's young in the sense that no one's done right now. They, they should all, they'll all be here for, yeah. for the next couple. But in terms of average age at this tournament, it's bang smack in the middle. There are loads of teams younger than us and there are loads of teams older. So we're, we're bang smack in the middle. Hopefully, though, we have players that are getting towards the the peak of their powers, Hugh, whether yeah. that... Um, I don't know, again... We will, we're unlikely to you can't do it with a calm head at the moment and I see the guy's point where Mark's saying you know can we really have expected to qualify from this group well it's goals it's goals at half time tonight I did it's goals yeah I, I keep coming back to the Callum McGregor goal the reaction inside at the dry the brewery where we are the reaction inside Hamden and you think here we go aye aye here we go nothing Thereafter, nothing. And the Croatians brought all their experience to bear. They have a world-class player in Modric who scored a goal that defined him and defined the country he plays for. And they went from strength to strength and we seem to get confused. As Gordon Dale said, when I played the Czech Republic and it got to 2-0, were coming, the subs were coming like a revolving door. And then when we got to 2-1 tonight, the door shut and nobody came on until it was 3-1. Yeah, I mean, just to, to sort of finish off back on the line, if Paul's still with us. Paul, what, how do you think the, the rest of the footballing nation are going to take this? Because you are, are being a bit more positive, but I, I detect there'll be a real disappointment elsewhere. Look, I'm gutted, mate. I mean, I'm not a happy clapping fan here, but I just think we need to. I'd much rather I'd much rather be looking back at Euro 2020, 
where we got to 45 minutes of qualifying, then be talking about a France 98. You know, we had a great chance. We were outdone by quality. You know, and I, th- I think a lot of that, the nation were on a high. And yeah, we had two games at Hamden. We're never going to get a better chance. But you're not going to get two games at Hamden in every qualifying campaign from a group stage at, an, at a tournament. You know, we, we've got a good group of players now. We're, we're not great. And Mark's 100% right. Wales are head and shoulders above us. We were that not close. No, they're not head and shoulders. They're better because they're through and we're not. So that, that this is where I feel like these two points get. But get, that, that, get this isn't. Wales bit. got to the semi-final. I, I, I understand that. If this is a one-off with Wales and you go, well, they got through because it's a group of three gets through. Wales have done it in no, the big stage. This is the, so I, I, I don't see where a, the argument even comes in. Well, see if that the argument we've is, not been at a tournament in 23 years. The argument is, if what that, does that mean? We automatically go out in the first round uh, without qualifying. That group of players. If that's that's a we're arguing about years. Wales. No, no, but you, you've, you've got a weird obsession with Wales here at the moment. He's brought Wales up. I wasn't that, that group of players. Is that water he's drinking? He's a bit chirpier than usual, honestly. Yeah, yeah, he's if, that, if that group of players. It's a bit warm, If it? that group of players cannot believe that they can mix it with teams like that, the level they're playing at would be as well. But not they, not they saying that. I, I believe tonight. I sat here tonight and believed that we could do it. But when we go out, I don't get this. Oh, I, I mean, we should be. Wales are through, so we should. No. We have not been to a tournament in 23 years. There's a reason behind that. What I don't get is, let's have this ultimate disappointment that linger on for weeks and weeks. It was Paul that brought it up. We should be proud that we're there. That's not to say we're unambitious to getting out of the group. But let's not. Let's get a grip ourselves here. Where we've been to where we're potentially or hopefully going. There's a squad of players. Yeah, I'm not sure anyone doesn't have a grip. Though. I think you're allowed to be... Because the, the, the point is... As the caller mentions, the two things actually go hand in hand. They don't have to contradict. If you can get within 45 minutes of qualifying, then surely with that comes the belief that you can do it. What's disturbing me, Gordon, is that I started the night looking at the personnel, perhaps deluded, is it too strong a word, by what took place at Wembley on Friday night. And I thought, you know what, we can do this. And again, I go back to the second 45 Having had the boost, the incredible boost of the Callum McGregor goal, nothing happened thereafter. Nothing. For 45 minutes, as a threat, we were nothing of the kind. Yeah. As we said, the John McGinn chance was in the second half, so that was a huge chance. But generally, I think people would agree, right, we're going to speak to Brendan after these. Supporting Scotland this summer. The station of the Tartan Army. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. A sobering night for Scotland and we're here at the Drygate Brewery of all places soaking it all in, trying to pick up the pieces after another disappointing exit from an international tournament. It's been a long old time since we got to one. We were here, we had our moments but we fell away at the crucial stage and out we go. A 3-1 home defeat to Croatia tonight leaves us yeah, again, wondering where it went wrong. Let's bring in Brendan and Greenfield. How are you feeling tonight, Brendan? Deflated like everybody else, guys. Um, and Paul, with the previous caller, summed up a lot of the, the, the points and a lot of the sort of reviews I've got. Uh, I think over the next, certainly, half hour of the show, and in, in the coming days, there's going to be, you know, it's going to be open season on Steve Clark. Um, do I think he has to go? No. Uh, I think that we need to take the positives from it and the positives I can see is the fact that we've got 
some good young guys they've got the experience of that I know some of the squads at the, at the, at the sort of the higher end you know but there's a good nucleus of younger guys there to go forward they've got the experience of this tournament there's a World Cup next year there's a, another championships obviously in three years time due to the you know, obviously the, the delay in, the, in this year's tournament um, and I just think that the whole thing has been absolutely fantastic you guys have played a part in that you know Clyde George Bowie a lot it's just been brilliant you know it's just been the, the country's needed a shot in the arm you know pardon the pun there but it's needed it and the, the, the team's given that we're all disappointed tonight yes there was mistakes made substitutions could be made earlier but you know in the bigger scale of things I think that it's been great my job takes me all over sort of Yorkshire and Glasgow I've seen Scotland flags are playing to it's been brilliant and it's just you know I don't feel the same I remember Morocco I don't feel the same tonight as I did then you know it's, you know, I think we probably felt we should have beat Morocco but I don't think we had any divine right to win that game of football tonight when you look at the, play, the team we're playing against and the players have got in their, in their, their team and, and you've done what you've done you know so yeah I mean that, that's the thing Hugh as you say Hugh if you do a couple of things Every, we're now talking massive picture of Morocco but if you, if you go tonight we're just beaten by a better team we're beaten sure. by a better team tonight and I don't think we can have too many complaints if you then go next step let's make the picture slightly bigger is it Monday that kills us then is it, is it the Czech Republic game is that really the one that that got away see, I, I don't think so because Wembley revived everyone again yeah and we had the the, the 90 minute shootout with Croatia Paul and Brendan the, the last two callers have been very generous but Brendan is right come tomorrow and the days that come thereafter there's going to be the usual bloodletting and it will start with the manager and it will bring in all manner of things who we left out who we should have played we are world class at retrospective criticism we do love a post-mortem when a major tournament comes to an end mm. and to be perfectly frank I am lost for words as well about tonight because I, I just felt that we had all the parts there mm. that we could have done far better than we did and I'm amazed at the scale of the failure yeah, Colin, Brendan says <clears throat> this feels different from Morocco <laughs> you know that feeling well because we've not been there for so long, is this different? Is this yeah, less, Morocco, is this less Morocco disappointing? Morocco was a disaster. We, I think we went into the game against Morocco thinking that we, we, we will win, that we should win. Should mm -hmm. being the, the word that differs in everything because tonight we shouldn't, we shouldn't go into the game tonight thinking we should win. We know it's going to be difficult yeah. to win tonight, but they're a, they're a good side. We didn't, we didn't do things well enough tonight. We didn't keep possession of the ball well enough tonight. We didn't take our chances when we had our chances tonight. Um, I can't recall that happening in the game against Morocco. Yeah, I heard, no, I heard Craig Brown say last night on the programme, in every way we believed that we were better than Morocco. And having been there with the, the guys in 98, uh, and we believed it was possible, we get a going over that night. Oh, we did get a going over, and we, but we misjudged them because we didn't really know them. That was mm -hmm. the problem. I mean, Croatia tonight, we know, we knew about them. We knew, we knew their strengths, we knew their weaknesses, if they had any. 
Uh, OK, Brendan, thank you very much. That was Brendan on the line. The good thing about being down here at the Drygate at Scotland HQ, we can bring in a bit of a live audience as well. I think they're about to shut. I think they're kicking everyone out. So let's squeeze some in uh, before they do. Robbie, I believe, is in front of us. Yes, yes, Robbie, what's your point for the panel tonight? With the other home nations like Wales and England getting to the next round, why cannot Scotland? Good question. Who wants to take that on? Mark Wilson, you've got strong feelings about Wales. No, Welsh. Well, Tell them about the I Welsh did, I did love there for a wee bit, so maybe <laughs> that's coming through. Listen, I think the difference between the Welsh and how they managed to, to get through um, and the previous tournament is their, their quality is at the top end of the pitch. Match and winning. this is... This yep. is Yep. The defining moments, you know, when you've got Bale and Ramsey and guys like that, and they had Robson Cano and, and the other tournament, who can score goals and, and create something out of nothing, that, that's what it boils down to. You got, I, I know we lost five goals at home, yeah, yeah. but if you take the chances at the other end before those goals come in, that, that makes a difference. You go along with that, Colin, because, yes, I, I, I won't, don't run through them all, but the obvious ones, Tierney, Robertson, McGinn, Gilmore, they, they, get, they get in Wales team, they get, they get in Wales team, but yes. they've got... They've got a bit of stardust at the right end of the pitch. We've, our, our, it's always been the problem. Our stardust comes a little bit yeah. further back in yeah, the team. It's, it's always been the issue for us. Um, a, you know, a prolific goal scorer that we can rely on. Just even one in so many years. Mm. We've, not, we've never had one. Is that if something I, you felt, Robbie, watching? Because we've now had three games and missed a lot of chances. I think the biggest problem is Wales or England or whoever has always had a world-class player yeah. somewhere that makes a difference on the pitch. Yeah. The crazy thing so is... So Wales though, have but, but, uh, Aaron Ramsey, Kieran Gareth Tierney, Bale, Andy Robertson, we have are they world Andy class? Robertson, Kieran Tierney. We don't have anybody at the top end yeah, of the pitch. I would say to you though, Robbie, historically, and I hate to be the old guy in the pub that tells you what happened 25 years ago or 35 years ago. You're good at that though. You're 50 years ago here, Hugh, not 25. But, but Joe Jordan is the only Scot ever to score at three World Cup finals. But we never got to the, group st uh, the knockout stages. Kenny Dalglish, top goal scorer, jointly with Dennis Law. Dennis Law didn't get us to the group stages. Kenny Dalglish didn't get us to the group stages. We are simply following a well-trodden path. I think the England comparison is always going to be, I mean, a bit pointless. If you go on whatever metric you want, population size, the money that's pumped into their league, all the rest of it, forget. But Wales is obviously a good one. They, and, but, you wonder how cyclical this stuff is. In a couple of years when Gareth Bale retires and Aaron Ramsey, if, if they don't have that stardust... It's ridiculous though tonight. That, what did England win 1-0? Uh, so I, they I, scored, a goal, they scored a goal, one goal more than us. <laughs> and top the group easily. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And, yeah. uh, did finish 1-0. Yeah, Raheem Sterling. So they scored two yeah. goals, we scored one and look at the difference. I think one of your pals is... Is he, you, are you chomping at the bit? You want to have, a, have your say as well? We need to get the mic on, let's see, let's join in, let's make it a, a group affair. First of all, I have so much respect for all of you guys. There's a butt coming here. Genuinely, <laughs> no, genuinely talking about the Scotland game here after the rawness of the performance. That's because so it, was, it was passionate and we've got to be proud of that and that's fantastic. But I do think, I'm taking your point here about, you know, the money in football. It's difficult, it's really difficult for Scotland and I think then going back to the good old days, so to speak, you know, like it's really hard. It's hard to find those world-class players, right? Ah, I don't know. He <laughs> <laughs> were going so well there. Yes, I know, I know, I know. All, all, managers, I know. all managers will tell you there's no transfer market in the international football field. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you, you, you either have an Aaron Ramsey, uh, Gareth Bale, 
Raheem Sterling, Harry mm. Kane, or you don't. Unless they're you know, born to play for you, that's mm, just your yeah. tough luck. But is that, so, is that not why this one feels a little bit different? Because for all those years that we failed to make tournaments, there was a, there was a lot of them where you just shrug your shoulders and say, do you know what, we actually don't have good enough players. Yeah, Whereas I now, agree. you can't really say that. When you look at the level yeah. some of them are playing at, however, maybe not the ones at the top end of the pitch. But again... I'm now contradicting again, myself because she, 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 she Adams played very good but yeah. just couldn't take chances. Uh, uh, yeah. my, my feeling is that it's it's really important to find that consistency yeah. right, mm. over a few campaigns. I mm. think like when you look at the English, it's, what's the point in looking at the English, right? They've got way more people than us. It's yeah. a different kettle of fish. The Welsh is more Relevant, serious. Yeah. The Irish, Northern Irish, Republic of Ireland is more realistic. The Welsh, fair play to them, they've got through, well done, They've got some world-class players, but they've built that up for a long period of time. Yeah. And they've got that self-belief, they've got that squad that actually believes mm. in every game that they're going to win the game. And I think with Scotland, you, you start the campaign, there's a lot of hope, a lot of optimism. I, I was so excited, super optimistic. Everyone is, it's natural. Mm. But I think the Welsh players, they go in and they are ready for fighting for every ball. The way that we played against England, which was incredible, mm -hmm. absolutely incredible. But they do that, they do that every game. They do that every single game, the Welsh. And I think the Scottish players, they need that bit of time, that bit of belief. It's hard, it's hard. I still, think, I, still, I still think you need a goal scorer, though. I still think that's agree with we're, that, shorn of, we're shorn of somebody. Mm. I mean, t you take Shea Adams off, off tonight when Lyndon Dykes is in the scoring so mm. and I'm like, I know the game had gone by then. Because we're three one down, but yeah. you still leave. How old? How old were you, sir, when uh, Colin and the squad? Oh, you weren't here, were you? You weren't even here. I, I turned twenty six in June. Just there. Right, I turned so twenty six so, three so, days ago. You, so you were uh, you were three years old. Let me welcome you to the new generation <laughs> of depression. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. That was Mark no and Robbie. Problem. Nice round of applause well for done. the guys joining us in the studio. Um, I, I think this type of question probably is for the next few days when you look at, you know, big picture. But I think Mark actually made some really good points there. When it goes wrong, like, like it did tonight, there's going to be a temptation to rip everything up. And oh, sure. Stevie Clatton, call this guy up and don't call him up anymore. All the best international teams grow together and they learn together. And we, we cannot, he cannot keep ripping everything up or well, we will never get anywhere. I don't think we can rip anything up, to be fair, because we've, what we've got is what we've got. Yeah. We've got Bill, Gil, Billy Gilmore and Nathan Pars and the two youngsters. Hopefully, we've got a batch of younger ones yep. to come through as well as, but we don't have a lot to... Yeah. We can't just rip it up. Well, you'd be surprised, though. There's still a lot of players out there that... that you Could know, you burn what we've no, done? No, 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 yeah, but that, that, won't stop, that won't stop the calls for, for big changes. Um, let's bring in John, who's been hanging on the line in Thornley Bank. How are you feeling, John? Uh, well, deflated and, and disappointed, the same as the rest of these guys, but also embarrassed. I'm embarrassed in watching that game tonight and the, the difference in quality and the golfing class between the Croatia side and the Scotland side now. I know some of the guys have spoken about the substitutions. Listen, forget about the substitutions. You could have brought an army on. It wouldn't have done anything against Croatia. A small country, smaller than ourselves, yet the difference in quality all over the pitch. I know we were quality in the pitches at the back end rather than the front end, but they had quality all over the place. Our tactics seem to be try and keep it, go back to Marshall, then batter up the Linden Dykes and have a fight for possession in the air. Surely, guys, when you go to a championship full of quality, you need to kind of have the same kind of quality as the rest of the teams. 
And let's be realistic, we were miles off it, miles away from Croatia. A fight, in, a fight against England where we always think it is our game and you know, get some kind of result. But surely our ambitions have to be bigger than that. Um, you have to sit back and watch Croatia. They were quality all over the pitch in the way they kept the ball. What, what I thought was a big difference tonight, Gordon, was not not one Scottish person thought that we would lose that game at halftime just before when McGregor scored and then it came halftime. We were waiting for second half to come out. Where a big difference was about Croatia being quality, and we spoke about it, we spoke about their aging, an aging team. Mm-hmm. Their experience was valuable tonight. They come out there, they knew what Scotland was going to do for the first 10-15 minutes, they controlled the game, we said it before the goal went in with Modric, he was starting to boss the game, he was starting to run the game, he was starting to take everything through the middle of the park and he scores a wonder goal. So I think experience of tournaments, and we heard uh, one of the supporters saying, well, I've looked at Croatia, you know, they're, they're, they're starting to get to the end of their, their squad for you know, 2018s, whatever, and talking about, you know, the age of them, Modric is 35. Well, my God, I'd like to be able to play yeah. football at 35 the way John, he can play it. John mentioned the ambition. Of course there's ambition there, but it's ambition versus capability. And tonight mm-hmm. we met players who were on the night and the night was all that mattered. On the night, they were better than us. Yeah, I mean, John, I, I'm a bit like you in the sense that I, I wanted to aim high. You know, can we not aim for more than that? But I guess to paraphrase Mark Wilson's point, is being of a lower quality than the World Cup finalists from a couple of years ago, is that really embarrassing? Or are we then deluded to think that we really should be on a level par quality? So, with so Gordon, Gordon, you're saying reality then? So with capability, mm. Well, I'm asking, reality. I'm, I'm, I'm asking John, because embarrassing is a very strong word. Is it embarrassing that we are not as technically good at the moment as the World Cup finalists from a few years ago, John? Maybe the, maybe the embarrassment came from the expectation of thinking, same as you and the rest of the guys, that we were going to get a result and then sitting back and watching, you know, Croatia playing that great football while we just smashed it up front for Lyndon Dykes. But there's a bigger question here, and the question for me is then, why can Croatia produce that type of player all over the park with a country their size and we can't do it? There must be something somewhere wrong the way, I don't know where it's coaching, there's a bigger question to ask. Why can we not produce the same quality that they're producing? Now, th- these are these are really familiar questions, Mark, really familiar. I, listen, John's got every right to ask it. I wonder if that question, though, is that not more suited to the times when you don't make it to tournaments, right? Are we not at least allowed to believe that we've turned a bit of a corner? We can't, we can't keep doing this to ourselves. We can't laud Andy Robertson for winning the Champions League and Lord Kieran Tierney for potentially being even better than Arsenal and going to kick on, and Lord John McGinn for the, the impact he's having in the English Premier League, and Lord Billy Gilmore is one of the greatest things we've seen in the future, and then still go back to why are we not producing yeah, players? Yeah, Surely we're producing more than we used to. We are, and this was the year. We chatted about it on Saturday, the year of the performance schools that we, we started back in 2012. How can we produce players for the future? We've saw one glimpse of Billy Gilmore and Nathan Patterson. That was the plan now. Who's to say in 10 years' time that that doesn't produce so much more? So, John's got a point, but it's not a point that's going to be answered tonight in the disappointment of a defeat against the World Cup finalists a couple of years ago. Do you, know what, do you see what I mean, Hugh? Is there a distinction there? Because, yeah, I mean, they were better than us, and that you should, you should obviously ask why. But I feel like 
the whole we've done it a million times you know what, what, what are we doing with grassroots football and what are we doing with academies and what are we doing at schools football and why are we not producing players are, are those questions not for we finish fourth in a qualification group behind Lithuania you know we, we, we did get there we, we were a bit short at the time but is there not enough in the squad to at least give us a bit of hope well there has to be that's a very interesting question Gordon because I said earlier on if not now when if no hope now, mm -hmm. when? You've got to believe in Gilmer and in Tierney and in Robertson and in McTominay and in McGinn. Every one of them will still be here for the next qualification, couple and, of qualification and you can campaigns. And throw in Ryan Jack and throw in Kenny McLean. You've got to believe. We've got to stop running to the drawing board, throwing the drawing board out the window. Yep and saying, right, start again. Start yeah. again where? With what? You've got these players within that mm. nucleus that, uh, that I was talking about there. Gilmer and Robertson are Champions League winners, for heaven's yeah. sake. Colin, how important is experience at international level? Because in terms of caps in the squad, we were the most inexperienced team at this tournament. No team mm. had fewer caps than us. Yeah. There's only one way to get a team experienced. If we keep if we keep ripping it up, we will never have no, an experienced international. I don't team. know if we can rip it up. That's the thing. So we, we just said that not so long mm. ago because there will be players out there that think possibly that they could play in that team. But um, I don't think it's a case of ripping it up. But we, we need a goal scorer. I've just we're, mm. we're speaking here right now, and on the footage on the TV is the chances that we've missed. And I think to be honest as well as if we'd scored if John McGinn had scored the one at the back post and I don't know the stats the possession stats and everything else it can't be a lot different from Friday night when we did so well against England that I don't I don't really see it as an embarrassment tonight it's not embarrassing tonight OK thank you very up. much 01419511025 we'll take more of your calls next Supporting Scotland this summer the station of the Tartan Army this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard after a disappointing evening at Hamden. Colin Hendry, Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel here going over uh, where it went wrong. Let's bring in David. I think Brian's disappeared. We'll bring in David in Cumbernauld. How are you feeling, David? Deflated. Uh, I was building it up. Everyone was saying that. Even my dad said uh, Croatia an ageing team. You don't need to be able to run about for 90 minutes to score to win again. Uh, all you need to do is have a killer right foot and that's what I was left foot sorry and Modric has got it and every time he got the ball I'm thinking he's got as well um, I just like to touch on the man of the match I thought McTominay was utterly unbelievable uh, his touches were show why he plays for Man United uh, when we I, I, I'm, a, I'm a Rangers season to go though and I had the first time I've cheered the McGregor goal but um, in all seriousness, um, see after the equaliser, that's the point right there when you bring on Nisbet and Patterson to like generate the momentum. But by that point, Croatia have worked out their system, so it's, it's not working anymore, so you need to change it up. But it's, it's all hindsight, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I've got a funny feeling the guys will probably go in the middle with you. I think they would agree that if you're bringing Nisbet or whoever, we should have done it earlier. 
we were never going to do it at half time having just equalised yeah. we? well, well Modric scored in the 62nd minute yeah. and for the six, I think between the 62nd minute and was it the 74th minute when they scored the 77. third 77th round about the 70th minute we played, we played about 10 8, 10 minutes <coughs> and we, all of us said yeah. we need the subs on now because at 70 minutes 20 minutes to go we needed two goals and what did we do? We did nothing mm. until the 84th or 85th. David's point there, though, about making the changes when we scored the equaliser, take a brave manager to have, to have oh, no, really gonna, went for yeah, it there. Yeah, no, I'd, you're, you're going to wait to yeah. the second half and, 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 and wait to see how at least, the second yeah, half pans yeah, out. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we all agree that I think changes should have been made. We were Maybe waiting, for, a, we were waiting for the that. second half what, on, on, the, on the strength of the equaliser. We were waiting for the second half thinking that we're the impetus is with yeah, us again. We'll be in the front you know, foot. Yes, we'll be, we'll, and we'll come out the traps a wee bit. In but the that goes back half. to their experience. They well, we need to keep the ball. They, they come out there and they took the sting right out of us. We keep the ball. Mm -hmm. yeah. Modric started dictating the game. We couldn't get near him. Mm. And people will say, well, why didn't we go and man mark him? But he's that good a player, you couldn't do that. He just started yeah. dictating the game, mm -hmm. passing it. you seen he were going down the left-hand side, didn't he? Bang out to the right. And all of a sudden, we're chasing the game, chasing the ball, rather than us trying to put them under a bit of pressure. Their experience in the second half told brilliantly for them. Given what was at stake, and I do appreciate that, that John McGinn had a chance, but one chance in the 45 minutes that separated us from mm -hmm. staying in and going out of a tournament, it was a poor return, and to labour the point at 2-1, surely that's the time yeah. when you get people on the park. Dave... David, what about, you mentioned Modric, the quality they have. How much of it was down to them and how much could we have done something better? Because it's always going to be a, a bit of a combination, isn't it? I'm, I'm actually glad that you set that up for me, uh, because Modric's second, or like, taking that in the way for the strike, the strike was like, you, you could put three David Marshalls in that in goal and he's not saving it. But the amount of time he had to set that goal up, like McDominay's looking at him going, on you go Right, yeah. Too much time, far, far too much time in the world. And you can't get yeah. some of the No, you cannot. David, thank you very much. I'm going to try and squeeze one more in. Sorry that it was short and sweet. That was David and Cumbernauld from one to the other. Let's go, David and Finiston. David, how are you feeling tonight? Um, well, I'm a, bit, I'm a bit deflated after the game uh, tonight, but I think overall... I think we need to take a step back and just realise how amazing the last you know couple of weeks have been. As a as a football fan in Scotland, you've never seen the country like this. You've never seen people talking about football coming together and supporting the country like this. And I think it's been amazing. And I think every football fan in Scotland owes a great um, debt of gratitude to Steve Clark and the team because I've, I've got friends who have got no interest in football who have been glued to it, and I think the whole nation has been lifted by it. For years and years, we've said we need to qualify, we need to qualify, we have qualified, and we've put in some great performances in the group. I think everybody agrees we probably should have got a result against Czech Republic. We were the better team, all the stats showed it. There was a lot of criticism when we went into the England game. We played phenomenally well. We had a great, it was enough for everybody to you know, continue the positivity. And then we end up with a, a poor result against a very seasoned and experienced Croatian site. And I think we need to appreciate how good it's been and just and just build on it from there and stop the scattergun negativity and all the, I mean, are, all the comments are coming, we should have done this, we should have done that. There are two stories here, David. 
One is the people story. How the people responded to Scotland being back in a major tournament. And they let that event cheer them up after the ravages of COVID-19 and the restriction it has placed in all of our lives. And then there's a professional football story. And the professional football story is that we played two games at Hamden and conceded five goals. We had a night out at Wembley where we were terrific but did not score a goal. And the professional conclusion is that we possess no one of any real quality in the striking role to differentiate us from the Czech Republic and Patrick Schick and from Croatia and Luka Modric. And the people's story is a lovely story and it's heartwarming. But the professional football story demands analysis and investigation. The difficult thing, Mark, about tournament football is it's such a small sample size. I, I wouldn't pretend that we can get to look at Modric's level instantly, right? That, that's maybe a different kettle of fish. But because we haven't scored, because we've missed chances, we're saying, you know, we, we need a goal scorer. And I get that, but, but we are basing that on three games, which is a very small sample. Shea Adams does look like a very good player. He looks a whole lot better than what we've had for the last few years. But because it's tournament football, because it's intense, because we don't score in three games, yeah. we now feel like we need another goal scorer. And I get that, because ultimately we, we didn't But it is only three we games. We don't need another. We need one. Right, but but, but, need but you see my point, though. It's only yeah. three yeah. games. That's a and, very small and, sample. And the level of competition you're playing at, at yeah. this level. You know, it's, it's, it's top-class defenders. So difference. when it gets to qualification for other tournaments, Shea Adams, I think, will be a better player, a more accomplished player for playing in this tournament. And, of course, yeah. you're not coming up against... World-class defenders. Again, Colin made the point earlier, and, and please, I don't hope this doesn't. I'm not expecting this to keep anyone warm. We didn't go through; it wasn't good enough. England scored two goals, and we scored one. But no one will be saying tonight that England need a goal scorer. Yeah. No. You know, it, it, yeah. you're only basing it on three games. And you look at Spain. Spain as well. You, you, you yeah. look at the other teams. Of Spain only scored one goal. Did they draw nil nil with Sweden and what? And so no, even the top teams at this level struggle to to create sometimes. Does Romelu Lukaku get a Scottish granny? Can we <laughs> can we, we bring him? He's in? the exception. Eh? Do you know what, Hugh? Look, just to, to finish on on that note tonight, and I'm oh. sure we'll, we'll revisit it tomorrow. There's got to be a little bit of room for that sentiment from David. Take France 98. We've spent ever since romanticising it. We've yeah. got documentaries. We've got Mr Brown's boys. It's brilliant to hear Colin's stories and everyone else. We, did, we didn't go through then. You're right, there are two sides of it, but we've, you've also just got to enjoy these moments when they come along. And that doesn't make, doesn't make me feel much better tonight either. But well, well, you know, I have thoroughly enjoyed the last two weeks. I've enjoyed being in this place, the Drygate Brewery. I've enjoyed meeting an old acquaintance and Colin Henry. I've enjoyed meeting Davy Weir and Charlie Mulgrew and everyone, Gary Colwell, everyone who's passed through our studio. And I've had a great time. And I've enjoyed the stories and we have looked back and we have looked forward. The only negative for me tonight is that having expected so much and having been let down, I'm just a little bemused by the scale of the failure we should have done yeah. better than we did yep it's a real mixed bag everyone's deflated everyone's disappointed we have enjoyed it we've enjoyed the last couple of weeks we've had our moments not as many as we would have liked but after a 23 year absence from this stage of international football it was nice to be back that doesn't mean we can't strive higher and hopefully we can go one better next time thank you to Colin Hendry it's been an absolute pleasure having you with us 
over the last okay. few shows. Thanks as always to Hugh and Mark and Gordon. We are back tomorrow night. Gordon Dale will be here. Roger Hanna and Charlie Mulgrew going over where it went wrong. So make sure you get your calls in. Then Callum Gallagher uh, is up next. But like I say, six o'clock tomorrow. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five, and we'll speak to you then. Clyde One Super Scoreboard.